What does the future hold? Examining biblical doctrines, history, and current events. It's Prophecy Time. Author and Pastor Alan Davis will help you have a better understanding of biblical prophecy. Using the whole counsel of the Word of God, Pastor Davis unapologetically promotes and defends the literal, personal return of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. And now with today's Prophecy Time message, here's Alan Davis. Yes! My name is Alan Davis, and I'm thrilled to death that you're with us today. I am a minister and preacher of the simple gospel, which is the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. As after accepting the Savior, one needs to start with uprightness and purity. As it speaks about in 2 Peter chapter 1, starting with verse 5, And beside this, giving all diligence, the Christian life requires diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off, and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore, the rather brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if ye do these things, ye shall never fall. And notice the words of Paul to the preacher in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 22. Flee also youthful lusts but follow righteousness, faith, charity, peace with them that call upon the Lord out of a pure heart. And notice in Titus chapter 1, verse 15, Unto the pure all things are pure, but unto them that are defiled and unbelieving is nothing pure, but even their mind and conscience is defiled. And notice Paul's words in 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 22. Lay hands suddenly on no man, neither be partaker of another man's sins. Keep thyself pure. And notice the words of Jesus Christ in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 5, verse 8. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Today, do you have a pure heart? Reaching out to families throughout this area, it's Prophecy Time. Your faithful prayer and financial support continues to make a difference. Thank you 
faithful supporter. May God richly return your giving many times over is my prayer from It's Prophecy Time. Jesus remains the reason for the season. It's Prophecy Time. The It's Prophecy Time message today is entitled, The Ruler in Israel, Now Shall He Be Great, Part 3. As our text today is Micah chapter 5, verses 7 through 9. Jesus Christ is a great king, as it speaks about in Matthew chapter 2, starting with verse 1. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled in all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, art not the least among the princes of Judah, for out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. So here in Micah chapter 2, verses 1 through 6, we see the individual who was born in Bethlehem, did not stay a little baby, but is going to become the king of the Jews and a ruler in Israel in this future context. This king and his kingdom is also spoken about by Jesus Christ himself in Matthew chapter 25, talking about his second coming at the battle of Armageddon, saying this, starting in verse 31, When the Son of Man shall come in his glory and all the holy angels with him, Then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory, and before him shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth the sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep on his right hand, and the goats on his left. Then shall the king say to them on his right hand, Come ye, blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was in hungered, and ye gave me meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me in. Naked, and ye clothed me. I was sick, and ye visited me. I was in prison, and ye came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee in hungered and fed thee, or thirsty, and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger and took thee in, or naked and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick or in prison and came unto thee? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it to one of the least of these my brethren, ye have done it unto me. So Jesus Christ here in Matthew 25 talks about himself being a king, an individual who has a kingdom. This 
kingdom is also spoken about in Daniel chapter 7 as we need to understand these four different beasts, Babylon, Media, Persia, Greece, and Rome. And the Roman Empire is this fourth beast. And we have a beast within a beast. The Antichrist is inside the Roman Empire. And notice this in Daniel chapter 7, starting with verse 13. I saw in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man came with the clouds of heaven and came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. And there was given unto him dominion and glory and a kingdom that all people, nations, and languages should serve him. And his dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away. And his kingdom, that which shall not be destroyed. And if we skip down to verse 21, it continues by saying this, I beheld the same horn, talking about the Antichrist, this beast within a beast. I saw the same horn make war with the saints and prevailed against them until, until, until the Ancient of Days came and judgment was given to the saints of the Most High and the time came that the saints possessed the kingdom. Thus he said, the fourth beast, the Roman Empire, shall be the fourth kingdom upon earth, which shall be diverse from all kingdoms and shall devour the whole earth and shall tread it down and break it in pieces. And the ten horns, which are ten kings here, out of this kingdom are ten kings that shall arise and another, here's talking about this other one, shall rise after them and he shall be diverse. He's different from the first. And he shall subdue three kings. And he shall speak great words against the Most High and shall wear out the saints of the Most High and think to change times and laws. And they shall be given into his hand until a time and times and the dividing of time. One of our seven key phrases which are part of the 77s in Daniel chapter 9 verse 26 but the judgment shall sit and they shall take away his dominion to consume and to destroy it into the end and the kingdom and dominion and greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people of the saints of the Most High, whose kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and all dominions shall serve and obey him. So Jesus Christ is indeed a special king who is going to have a kingdom, an everlasting kingdom that will rule forever and ever. And the accusation written over Jesus Christ at the crucifixion in Mark chapter 15, verse 26, said, the king of the Jews. So Jesus Christ is a great king. And today we're going to be looking at two aspects concerning the greatness of this Jesus Christ. Number one, he is indeed special or ruler in Israel. As our text said there a couple of days ago, Micah chapter 5, verse 2, But thou Bethlehem Ephrathah, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me, that is to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth have been from of old, from everlasting. 
There's no doubt in 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, that Jesus Christ was and is a special person. As it says, God was manifest in the flesh. And a very famous verse at Christmas time is Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. Therefore the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel. Now, the greatness of Jesus Christ is also seen in Isaiah chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. The word that Isaiah the son of Amos saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem And it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains, or his kingdom is going to be greater than all these other mountains or world empires, and shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow unto it. And many people shall go and say, Come ye, and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us of his ways, and we will walk in his paths, for out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. And he shall judge as a king. He's going to be judging among the nations and shall rebuke many people. And they shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. So we see Jesus Christ as a special person bringing, finally, peace to the earth. Secondly, we see him not only as an individual who is special, but also an individual who is the Savior, an individual who can give physical deliverance. As we saw before in Micah chapter 5, verse 7, thus shall he deliver us from the Assyrian when he cometh into our land and when he treadeth within our borders. So here Jesus Christ gives deliverance from the Assyrian. The historical Assyrian invaded Israel and surrounded Jerusalem in the days of Hezekiah, and God gave a physical deliverance, a supernatural deliverance to Hezekiah and Jerusalem by sending one angel who killed 185,000 Assyrian soldiers as they slept. And when they woke up the next day, they were all dead corpses. And so he gave supernatural deliverance historically. But we see in this future context, we have the Assyrian spoken about when the nation of Israel is getting saved. Notice this physical deliverance and a spiritual salvation in Isaiah chapter 31, verses 6 through 9. As birds flying, so will the Lord of hosts defend Jerusalem. Defending also, he will deliver it. In passing over, he will preserve it. Turn into him from whom the children of Israel have deeply revolted. For in that day, every man shall cast away his idols of silver and his idols of gold, which your own hands have made you for a sin. Then, Isaiah 31, verse 8, shall the Assyrian fall with the sword, not of a mighty man, and the sword, not of a mean man, shall devour him, 
but he shall flee from the sword, and his young men shall be discomforted. So we see here the salvation of the nation of Israel taking place during this Assyrian invasion or this Assyrian-like invasion. Because we know that the salvation of Israel takes place both in Zechariah chapter 12 and 13 and Ezekiel 38 and 39 when the Russians come against Israel, meaning that this Russian invasion in this future context that sees the salvation of the nation of Israel is very similar to this deliverance from the historical Assyrian. And this individual who was born in Bethlehem gives this deliverance from the Assyrian and from the Russian. And in Micah chapter 5, verse 4, it says, Now, for now shall he be great unto the ends of the earth. Jesus Christ is great now, but his greatness is going to be magnified, and everyone on planet earth is going to see the greatness of Jesus Christ this individual who was born in Bethlehem, when the Russians come against Israel and are defeated by the voice of the Lord. Notice this in Isaiah chapter 30, verses 30 and 31. For the Lord shall cause his glorious voice to be heard and shall show the lighting down of his arm and the indignation of his anger and the flame of a devouring fire with scattering and tempest and hailstones. That is also spoken about in Ezekiel 38, Isaiah 30, verse 31, for through the voice of the Lord shall the Assyrian be beaten down, which smote with a rod. So we see this physical deliverance And also, we spoke about, at least in part there in Isaiah chapter 31, this spiritual salvation of the nation of Israel. And in our text for today, we have as our main text, Micah chapter 5, verses 7 through 9. And notice, we see here a description of the salvation of the nation of Israel during the invasion by the Assyrian. This individual who was born in Bethlehem gives this Deliverance. Notice what it says. And the remnant of Jacob shall be in the midst of many people as a dew from the Lord, as the showers upon the grass that tarrieth not for man, nor waiteth for the sons of men. And the remnant of Jacob shall be among the Gentiles in the midst of many people as a lion among the beasts of the forest, as a young lion among the flocks of sheep, who, if... He go through, both treadeth down, and teareth in pieces, and none can deliver. Thine hand shall be lifted up upon thine adversaries, and all thine enemies shall be cut off. So the individual born in Bethlehem will eventually give salvation to the nation of Israel. God is able to graft them back in again. And notice what it says here in Matthew chapter 1, verse 21. And she shall bring forth a son, talking about Mary, of course, here, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people 
from their sin. So today we saw these two aspects concerning the greatness of Jesus Christ. Number one, the fact that he was and is still and always will be special as he was manifest in the flesh. And he is also an individual who is the Savior, giving physical deliverance to the nation of Israel here in today's text of Micah chapter 5, and also spiritual deliverance, spiritual salvation is in Micah chapter 5. It certainly seems as if it is describing, like these other parallel passages concerning the Assyrian, a spiritual salvation at this time. So today, maybe you're an individual listening and you are uncertain about your eternal destination. Bow your head if you see that you are indeed a sinner and the Lord is drawing you to himself. Is God speaking to your heart today? Bow your head and pray something like this. Dear God, I, I am a sinner, but I believe that Jesus Christ died for me, was buried and rose again from the dead. I receive you now as my personal Savior. Amen. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year from It's Prophecy Time. If you just prayed this prayer to receive Christ as Savior, we would like to send you a booklet for new converts that will help you grow in your newfound faith in Jesus Christ. Please call 646-314-3625 so we can get this booklet in the mail to you as soon as possible. May your Christmas be filled with joy and God's love. Merry Christmas from It's Prophecy Time. My name is Alan Davis, a preacher, pastor, and missionary here in New York City. As our mission work is located in the Bronx, which is a local ministry, would you partner with this local ministry here in the heart of New York City? During my time here in New York, I have been robbed or attempted to be robbed five times, have been attacked three times, and our apartment has been broken into three times. I have been here for over 40 years and do hope not to retire apart from physical problems. I did, however, have a stroke on Thanksgiving Day of 2021 and did have vision problems and some downtime at that time. We have taken a big step of faith in this radio ministry and certainly need much more help from our radio listening audience. Just go to our website, which is bronxbbc.org, scroll down to the PayPal, and give us a reoccurring monthly gift of $25, $50, 
$75 or even $100 a month. Some could certainly give much more, such as $250 or $500 or even $1,000 a month. Radio costs are very, very high here in New York City. We certainly cannot last very long without more monthly help and donors. Thank you in advance for your gift. Thank you for listening to It's Prophecy Time with Pastor Alan Davis. Generous listeners like you make the airing of this program possible. Contributions are greatly appreciated. Write to It's Prophecy Time, care of Bronx Building Baptist Church, P.O. Box 1370, Bronx, New York, 10475. Here's the address again. It's Prophecy Time, care of Bronx Building Baptist Church, P.O. Box 1370, Bronx, New York, 10475. Join us again for the next scheduled program of It's Prophecy Time.